today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio 1, sponsored by Cash and Carry Kitchens. At the heart of Irish homes for over 40 years. Cashandcarrykitchens.ie Now it's been 25 years in the planning, but the oral hearings for the long-awaited metro link between Dublin city centre and the airport will begin next week and the much-heralded project is expected to cost €9.5 billion. The Minister for Transport, Eamon Ryan, says he hopes planning permission will be granted by the end of the year. Professor Brian Caulfield from the School of Engineering at Trinity College Dublin is on the line now. Good morning, Brian. Good morning, Claire. Thanks for joining us. There were reports at the weekend that suggested there are different opinions in government around when the planning permission will be granted. Jack Chambers seems to think it mightn't happen this year. Do you think, who do you think is right, Eamon Ryan or Jack Chambers? Um, well, I suppose, I, I would hope that, that, that Minister Ryan is correct and we, we get the planning permission sooner. Uh, today marks 500 days since the railway order went into on board Planola. Um, so it has taken quite a considerable amount of time. TII, who were the, the who are going to be constructing this uh, this metro link? Um, I think they're fairly confident that we're going to get it in the first quarter, um, and that's what's in their their updated time frame. So, I would listen to TII, and given that they're the ones that are ploughing ahead with it, those are the ones that are you know hiring people to construct this project. So, I would hope that at some point this year, but it's likely that it would be another government's decision as to whether or not it would go ahead, mm-hmm. even when planning permission is granted. So these oral hearings, how contentious do you expect them to be, given that this project has been around for 25 years? Um, there are a couple of bodies that, that have put in objections to, to, to Metro. Um, uh, there's some big ones like the OPW have, have objected to the, the nature and how it would impact upon Stevens Green, my own university, Trinity, we're concerned about, you know, the, the vibrations of the tunnelling underneath um, particular lab- laboratories within the university. Um, Woody's out on the, the far side of the, the project. They're concerned about car parks. So there's a lot of concern about this project and, and how it will go ahead. Um, I think they will be contentious. But, you know, in 2011, um, we did get planning permission for this route before. So I would be confident because that's already happened um, that, that it will happen again. And mm-hmm. also equally there's a huge amount at stake at this project. There's been about 300 million euros spent on it. It's a juggernaut of a project. Um, and, and hopefully, I think that's one of the things as well that we'll see it across the line. Yeah, 10 billion, uh, 9.5 to 10 billion is, is the price we're expecting to pay for this piece of infrastructure. And then we have the example of the last big project is the children's hospital and the overrun there. I mean, those who are in charge of this will need to be very, very careful with this budget so that that doesn't repeat. Definitely. And you can see that TII have already started to do that. They've had independent reviews. They've an independent um, um, consultancy group looking over the costings of the projects, overruns, etc. Um Hospitals and, and hospitals like the Children's Hospital is something that we don't build all that often in Ireland. Um, but projects around transport, we have a good track record. Um, we, we've delivered the Lewis, the Lewis Cross City. That was delivered um, before time and, and very much on budget. So we do have track record on that. Um, and as I said, also, they've got a number of consultants that are overseeing the spend on it. So you would imagine, I can't think of anything else that they could do right now to make sure that doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm. But Transport Infrastructure Ireland are working away on this project. They are putting plans in place. Their strategy is there, despite the fact that the oral hearings are only getting underway and we're only at the uh, planning permission stage. On the other side of this, when it comes to laying down how this is going to work, TII are, are working away. Pretty much, um, I, I, they've been hiring um, experts um, to to come in and 
to look at the preparation works that are required for this um, so that the planning um, application and the the ramping up in TII are happening at the same time. So when the, the final green light comes from governments that they're ready to go and they're ready to, 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 to work on this project pretty much straight away. Mm-hmm. Because as you said, we've been waiting for 25 years It'll be even probably 35 years before we get the first passengers on on, on, the, on the metro. And do you think that we have the expertise here in Ireland to build this thing? Um, I, well, we'll definitely need international help on this um, because it's um, a very complex civil engineering project. Um, these types of projects don't come up all that often around the world. So there will be experts that come in from outside. Um, one concern that I would have um, around not only the metro project, but also the delivery of housing, offshore wind, all of these different projects that we need to do to meet our climate um, uh, targets, they require a lot of capacity. And I'm not 100% sure that that capacity is there um, to deliver everything that we say we need to do in, say, the Climate Action Plan. In terms of the workforce in Ireland? In terms of the workforce, in terms of the budget that's required to do all of the, these projects at once. Um, so like when the metro gets underway, you know, we should be starting to get underway with a light rail system in Cork. The Lucan light rail system, that should start as well. The thingless extension. So there's so much work that needs to be done. One of my concerns will be capacity, but then also the capacity of the city to be able to accommodate a, a number of these mega projects happening at once. Mm-hmm. So if you start a project like the Metrolink, you suck all the budget into that and other large capital projects might have to take a back seat until it's done. That would be my concern, especially around the second big project in Dublin in, in public transport. And for, for what it's worth, I think that the second big project we need to start to look at is the Lucan um, light rail uh, line. That has also been in planning or in discussions for at least 20 years as well. And that's something that needs to be expedited too. Mm -hmm. But we need to do all of these to to reach our climate targets in 2030. And then the 2040 and 2050 targets are going to be even harder if we don't have the backbone of public transport, not only in Dublin, but all of the other cities as well. So in the context of Metrolink, how big a project is the Lucan Light Rail one? Lucan Light Rail, I'm not sure that there's a a cost on that. None of that's going to be going underground. It's about 20 kilometres as well. Um, it's probably the equivalent of building the green line again. Um, so it's, it's it's relatively straightforward. The alignment is, again, relatively straightforward. And it's something that we could start work on. I know consultants have just been appointed to that project. And again, it's something that we need to start to, to, to push forward because, as, as, as I said at the start, the, the metro has been in planning with onboard Planola now for 500 days. Um, so if we add that on to a, a Lucan light rail, it's probably going to be opening up well after the metro opens up. Mm-hmm. Are you hopeful, though, that we will see a start being made on the metro link? Because we've had so many false dawns about this. As you mentioned, the timeline is, is just so long at this stage. Do you think it's going to happen either this year or next that we will begin this project? I, I've been hopeful about this project for a number <laughs> of years, Claire. Um, um, I am I am this time. I think that there, you know, the... The stars are aligning, I think. I think hopefully when planning permission is granted, whatever kind of caveats come with it, um, I think that both sides of, of the doll are, are behind this project. I think, as I said, it's such a juggernaut of a project and the amount of money that's been spent spent on it, I think it will get over the line. If it doesn't, and we go back to square one, we're probably five or six years away from starting construction on a different alternative to get to the airport. Mm-hmm. Okay, so given that it's 2024 now and... There may be a fair wind, as you say, behind this project as we sit here today. When do you expect to see the first passenger on the on the Metrolink? So, so TII are saying 2034. I 
probably, I, I would expect it might be 35, maybe 36 before we get passengers um, on, on the, the system because I don't think TAI are building in the delay that, that is happening with onboard Planola or any changes that may uh, may be required as well. Um, but in the middle of the next decade is when hopefully we'll start to see passengers. All right, so 2035 is, is what you're saying. Let's Let's see what happens. We might come back to you in that year, Brian. Yeah, and hopefully, hopefully, we'll be some of the first passengers on a I reckon around then. That, Listen, that, we'll that, make a deal. We'll we'll do an interview on the Metrolink in 2035. How's that? Fantastic! Fantastic! <laughs> Thanks so much, Dr. Brian Caulfield from Trinity University. Coming up next, could a tourist cap be on the way for visitors to the Canaries? Text five one five five one today with Claire Byrne on RTE Radio One.